0: Welcome to Emerald's Podcast, episode 405. Today is Friday, November 3rd, 2023. Welcome to November. This has been a interesting time since we last talked. And today, the official results for the uh, 2023 general election in New Zealand were announced or released or whatever the proper word is. And I'll talk about that later. But first, what has been going on and why this? episode is called Pensive Week, and that's because lately, over the past couple of weeks probably, I have been reflective and contemplative and pensive, and it's got to do with what was happening. October 31st was the 10th anniversary of when Nigel and I were legally married, and it has been on my mind for quite a while, because obviously I knew it was coming, and the main reason for that is that it... I was thinking about all the things that Nigel missed out on and will miss out on, including our 10th wedding anniversary, although we've been together much longer, obviously. And I started thinking about all of the future that we had planned together that is lost. It's gone. The future that will never be, I've called it. And it often made me sad. I cried a lot of times thinking about it. But the thing of it is that after four years, it I don't get these, um, I don't know what you want to call them, great big heaving sobs or whatever. It's a sort of thing where I cry for maybe a few seconds and then that's that. But that doesn't mean I don't feel sad when I'm not <laughs> crying because I certainly did. And one of the reasons as well why our, our marriage anniversary is always on my mind is because two days later, uh, November 2nd, is the anniversary of when I arrived in New Zealand to stay um, in 1995. And that was the date that Nigel and I always considered our anniversary because that's when our life together actually began. And of course, that anniversary was yesterday. And that was the 28th anniversary of when I first arrived in New Zealand to live. So it's a lot of history and a good chunk of my life has been spent in New Zealand. And most of that, obviously, was with Nigel. And it it's the sort of thing I think that a lot of people can't understand unless they've gone through it, which is not meant to demean people's ability to understand things. It's just it's a simple reality that unless one has experienced a deep sort of loss, it's almost impossible to understand what it's like. And I've experienced other losses in my life, friends, family members, and so on, and none of it was as profound and deeply shaking to me as losing Nigel And as difficult as it continues to be Four years later But nevertheless, it's not like that all the time On uh, November 2nd Facebook gave me one of its famous Memories, and it turns out That a year ago, I was working On clearing the bank of weeds um, You know, the bank on the side of My property in, in the back And That that particular day I, assemb- I did some more clearing, but I also Assembled some planters I ended up not using a year later, the bank is absolutely fully overgrown again because I wasn't able to do much of anything because the weather has been so shocking in the years since. And as a matter of fact, today it's hosing down rain. So that's yet another example. Although tomorrow is supposed to be better and um, Sunday as well. But the, the point is that I go through these bad times from time to time. And lately it's been a, it's been a real struggle, but it's only part of the picture because a lot of what I go through on any given time is perfectly ordinary and even boring and mundane, which is why I don't talk about everything, (laughs) because it's just not that interesting, even to me. But there are times, and the past week or so, 10 days, two weeks, whatever, has been such a time when things can be really quite overwhelming emotionally in particular. But I also know that I'm going to get through it, and the thing to do is to just relax, let the emotions play out, because suppressing them doesn't do anything good. It only makes things worse, because in my experience, trying to suppress emotion or not feel sad or or whatever, to try to force myself to feel differently than I really do, or to not cry if I feel like crying, only intensifies the emotional reaction, and it can burst out in an un, in unexpected ways not long after. And it's not worth it. It's not worth doing that. It's it's makes much more sense to just experience the emotion, ride it out, and then move on in the day. And that's that's what I've been doing for most of the, the past four years. Now today, um in a little while actually, I'm leaving to go over to my brother in law's house because his daughter, my niece, is back in New Zealand for a short visit. She's in the UK on her OE, Overseas Experience, which is sort of a rite of passage for a lot of young New Zealanders. They'll go overseas to live and work for a time and then eventually, usually, come back to New Zealand. Now, if a young New Zealander wants to go to Australia, they can live and work there indefinitely without having to get permits and visas and all that sort of stuff. But to go to the UK, they do have to have visas and permits and all that kind of thing. And New Zealand and the UK have a reciprocal agreement to allow her respective young people to do that for up to two years, I believe it is. So she's going to go back to the UK and stay there for till sometime next year, I guess. Probably the entire two years. And then who knows what she'll do. But I haven't seen her since late last year, so I'm really looking forward to catching up with her. Her and her sister used to stay with Nigel and me at our house in Auckland's North Shore whenever there was uh during the school holidays and so we have a long history <laughs> together and I'm really looking forward to seeing her because like I said it's been it's been the better part of a year so that is the exciting thing that I'm up to later and if I'm seeming to be rushing a wee bit it's because I, <laughs> I want to get over there and that is the day I've got planned but now one of the reasons why I decided to record today as opposed to my usual Wednesday or even Thursday, is because I knew that the official election results were due to come out today. The headline result of the official results is that the Conservative New Zealand National Party, the hard-right New Zealand ACT Party, and the populist right-wing New Zealand First Party will need to form a coalition government together, because ACT and National can no longer form a coalition on their own, as they had hoped. And the reason for that is because once all the votes were counted they ended up with uh National losing two seats and between them they had 59 seats. Now normally a majority in parliament would be 61. However, <laughs> which they had actually before the uh, special votes were counted. However, the problem is that Te Pāti Māori the Māori party ended up getting two more electorate seats and they were they didn't get enough Uh, Party votes in order to get six seats So that creates an overhang Plus there's a special A by-election rather In the Port Waikato electorate Because one of the candidates died Before the votes were were counted And that means That there will be 123 seats In the new parliament There's normally 120 So you have to have 62 seats To have a majority And ACT and National together Only have the 59 So they have to have uh, New Zealand first In order to form government now, there's no way of knowing what that's going to look like when, once, it, once it happens, because there are coalition agreements to be negotiated. There are things that National and or ACT have advocated, like raising the retirement age that New Zealand First, especially its leader, Winston Peters, is opposed to. So there could be a lot of changes in the, in the priorities of the incoming government. And I'll talk about that in the future once we know a bit more about what it's going to mean. But it, it should be a bit of a circus. <laughs> But it may not be. Who knows? I mean, stranger things have happened than a smooth coalition negotiation with Winston Peters. Not often, but it's possible. Now, you may recall that I said there was something like 579,000 or something something like that special votes. It ended up, the final count was 603,257 special votes, and which was about one in five voters was a special vote. Now, special vote, to refresh your memory... Is anybody who registered quite late, including on the day, anybody who was voting in electorate other than the one they live in, and overseas votes. Those are the main categories. And it went up, which isn't surprising. The final voter turnout was uh, 78.2% of all eligible voters. I think it's eligible or is that registered. I'll have to check that. I don't know that. At any rate, 78.2% was the final voter turnout, whatever that means. <laughs> I'll come back to you on that one. But the overall results are that the Labour Party won two electorates that were hanging on a knife edge and they didn't lose any others or pick up any others. Well, actually they lost two Maori uh, electorate seats, but they didn't the general electorate seats they didn't win or lose any additional ones and neither did any other party except for National which lost the two seats that um, Labor won. And National's share of the party vote went down slightly, nearly a percentage point, but uh, Labor's only went up about a tenth of a percentage point, so they didn't do all that well. But the, the gist of the result, the big picture of the results, is that the election was a repudiation of the Labor Party specifically rather than the left in general because... The Green Party did very well on election night. They had 14 MPs, and they picked up another MP as a result of the party vote from the specials. And that means they now have 15 seats in the new parliament, which is a record for them. And if you take that, the the, the remaining uh, Labour Party vote and the Maori, which is left leaning these days, it means that they're not far behind all of the parties on the Right. So it wasn't a massive shift to the right. It wasn't a, a great great sudden rightward shift in, in New Zealand. It was a repudiation of labor specifically. And that, I think, is an important thing to keep in mind because some in this sort of scenario, it's very easy to to draw the mistaken conclusion that because labor lost, that New Zealand has suddenly shifted dramatically right, and it hasn't. It has shifted right, but only a bit. And part of that is because... So many people were just sick of labor and they wanted, they voted for either national because they wanted change or they voted for the New Zealand First Party because of the specific reasons they wanted labor out, generally having to do with its response to COVID and all that sort of stuff. But that's kind of beside the point, really. As I say, the main point to keep in mind is that this was a repudiation of the Labor Party specifically and not so much the left in general. If anything, it could be that part of the, part of the reason that Labour did so poorly is, is that they ran a centrist campaign, but s- often center-right. They, they didn't advocate anything um, of interest to the, to the center and center-left. So you could argue that part of the reason that Labour did so poorly was because it wasn't left enough. And But we'll see how this plays out over the next three years. I don't think it's going to go smoothly at all. For this three-headed monster. (laughs) But we shall see. I could be wrong. I doubt it. (laughs) But it could be wrong. Now in a future episode, I'll talk more about whatever it is the coalition agreement comes up with, what their priorities end up being and so on. But at this point, even today, nobody knows. The coalition agreements haven't been struck yet. I mean, I'm sure this afternoon, the coalition negotiations will begin in earnest. The uh, by-election for Port Waikato is the end of November, but between now and then, on the 9th, I believe it is, the Electoral Commission issues the writ of the official results, and then the government can form, and it has to form by December 21st, or parliament will be recalled without a government but it's unlikely it's unlikely to go to November 21st because between the three of them, they'll probably come up with something well before then. We think. <laughs> There's no way of knowing for sure. But that's where things stand at the moment. And I'm quite excited about my uh, late afternoon and evening coming up ahead of me. And I'm going to stop right here so I can go to it. That's it for today. That's it for this week. I'll talk to you soon. Ka no. Bye. You can comment on this or any episode of the Amren's podcast at amrenspodcast.com where you can also leave a voice message. You can visit and comment on the Amren's Facebook page, or you can email me with or without a voice message at amarons at gmail.com. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Network and is produced and distributed under a Creative Commons license. Complete details at the website.